Welcome to the Dragonheart Ascension Podcast with Sonia, where we mediate for innovative quantum solutions as the Dragonheart Light Council in preparation for Mother Gaia and Humanity's Ascension in 2029. So everyone join our hearts, our third eyes, and our soul stars together and anchoring ourselves into mother earth as one red root into her crystal core center. And we are activating our star Merkaba and entering into the Metatron cube where we are presenting ourselves in service to mother Sophia and are open to any ways that they wish to use us today. first started before we even really got going when you were talking with Chrissy about I don't know if you, you were talking about the, the the bioplasmic codes and you were talking about getting rid of any dissonance or anything like that uh-huh. I became aware of some things within me that were not as not blatant um, kinds of stuff but that were indeed tensions, anxieties, uh, expectations. And, and though I teach to not have expectations, there I have. So I, I felt an immediate kind of relaxation. And then I also almost instantly, which is not as typical for me as I, I did connect the heart, third eye, and solar? Soul star. Uh, soul star. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I did feel in a, like a line of power and light going out and connecting with you guys. Um, the most extraordinary thing that, that I was feeling and just like a lot of other things that come across as ahas and extraordinary are things that we've already thought about and heard. However, um, I felt that even more important to allow myself to move beyond any perceptions of me as a physical being. And uh, interestingly enough, what was leading me to being non-physical or more um, aware of that was going into my heart. And so the more I went into my heart, the more I was able to um, be aware of myself outside of being Bennett and outside of having a physical identity. And what that did, I found myself outside of the planet 
and from an I am all there, uh, all there is, uh, essence, God, goddess, place. I started. I started commanding and seeing the lakes and the streams being filled, the earth being nourished, people being nourished and survived in because we now have water. Just a little bit of a backstory for you, Chrissy. A long time ago, when I was having um, my communication with St. Germain, and we were talking about visions I have for doing quantum realities and quantum performance in, in this dimension, you know, showing people things that are beyond what we think are possible. And so I said, is it really possible to do? And he said, I'm paraphrasing greatly. He said, yes and no. And it is possible to do, it's not possible to do in three-dimensional reality. It is possible if you can move outside of three-dimensional reality to be able to do these things here for people who are in three-dimensional reality. But I, in order for me to do that, I have to move beyond um, conditional reality. And I was just getting that more so today than I frankly have ever done in a, in a palpable way rather than an intellectual way. So <laughs> that's where I went. Now I need to do work with Hathor because I going off a little bit for my character. I thought maybe I should become Electron Man. So Hathor being the one most noted for like moving on electrons into different timelines and things. That's me. That's my report. Thank you. I feel like today I had like, I was given like a personal mission or more like my assignment on what to do with myself, which is interesting because I didn't ask for that, but I have asked for that in the past. Um, and I was shown again um, where to be putting my energy, which it was interesting because as I was seeing it, it was making sense to me because that was part of the um, flux that I was running up to. Um, Bennett, when you said expectations, I think that that um, is part of what I was running into is expectations. Now that we're back home from vacation, what's expectations of what our interactions are gonna be like, our expectations of what I should be doing with myself in order to continue to do and grow the work that I do and the expectations of, you know, what, what could go wrong with any of that. And I wasn't feeling that vision of, oh, I create this course and I offer this for people. And that just doesn't, still doesn't feel in resonance with me. Um, but I was being shown more of, allowing 
that continued allowing myself to be where I'm at and creating what's in front of me and using, giving myself that permission to not be thinking in the terms of, oh, just keep with this flow and I'll be inspired to do something that looks like what I've done before, but more um, keeping this flow and realize that this is space for you to um, make more videos and write more like finish the book that I've already written and get that out. And there's a couple of other books that are like wavering on my heart, very simple, easy, digestible books to share perspectives on. So write those and um, just be in that creative process. And um, which makes a lot of sense to me. It's the same thing that I would have chosen if I had known that it's okay to set aside this other stuff that I've been so used to carrying around, but I do know that. So I can set it down and it's what I've been doing. Um, but it helps to kind of understand some of the energy that I moved back in from the mountains with. And then, um, I definitely got a lot of imagery from the dragons. And it's interesting because when this journey really deepened for me. I could sense dragons around me and them being around me like all the time. And I always sense like a fleet of dragons, which I hear is a little bit more rare than just having a dragon hanging around you. So as you were introducing all the dragons in the beginning, it's like, oh, good to meet you again or see you again or for the first time or whatever. That was so definitely had a lot of dragon imagery. And then towards the end, I had more of a peacock imagery uh -huh. and that kind of transformed a bit, or at least was kind of a nod towards a Phoenix as well. And those were probably yeah. the biggest imageries that came through. Yeah, that's a Kuan Yin. The Phoenix, the peacock. Mm. Uh, turn into the phoenix. I see that as Kuan Yin. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. Yeah, this was a different session for me. I'll wait till Benny gets back to start. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add this too, because I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I'll say it, I, I kept checking back in and what about the collective and what about the whole and what about the big intention and just kept being redirected back into my personal path and, you know, really taking us that personal path is what is needed for the whole right now. But not because I got to get this message out there and save the world, just create what I'm passionate about and give people a reason to come back around and get more of it and yeah, go from a different perspective. Mm-hmm, yeah, cool. Well, my, my journey today was um, just them working, working on me. Uh, I've been going through a lot of revelations, putting my book together and going through my, my first book and and all the messages that I got about putting this work together. And anyway, it's been a journey. And so I finally saw in the last couple of weeks how to take what I've worked on in the past and blend it with the Christ codes. So I've been doing that the last couple of weeks. And then as I'm reviewing my, my, my journey and my pictures, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I, I see this so much clearly now. And anyway, it's just been a big revelation. And so when I first started the session, 
I immediately felt pressure on the top of my crown and around my head. And then I, I got a message from Hathor saying that, um, and I felt her as my fear corns and my little globe turned on. And she came in and said that uh, they were very pleased with the completion, near completion of this work that they commissioned me to do like years ago. <laughs> and that it will have a great impact on the world and their, your dedication to complete this project is admirable. So that was really nice. I'll share a dream later that I got when I like said, okay, I'm done. You know, like this is the, the whole picture of how it's gonna be presented. I got a really powerful dream, which I'll share after this. Anyway, so then I just started feeling a circular energy at my crown as if something was being cleared out. It's like there was like this, this like energy, like a pole of energy in my head going like this, spinning, you know. <laughs> And I got that I was being tuned into higher frequencies for receiving. And I felt this slight pain in the crown and like something energy, like some energy was being moved out. And I got it was an old energy from another universe. And then I started feeling energy on both sides of my mouth and moving up to my crown. It's almost like a pyramid energy. And then I started feeling pain or like energy in my shoulders, not pain necessarily, but pressure, like stuff like start energy started moving on all over my body so shoulders and then into my temples and again in the top of my crown expansion feelings and then energy running down my legs and my feet and then they asked me to speak the bioplasma codes again to help facilitate what they were doing with me so i did two more rounds of the uh, bioplasma codes and as i was speaking them i could see energy waves moving out like this every time i completed i said like hey uh, i feel i saw a circle of energy expand out yeah, uh, you know, energy expanding out every time I said a sound. And then when I did the DNA codes, the pressure around my crown increased. And I started feeling tightness in my throat. And like major stuff was going on in my head, more pain at the center. And then finally, everything kind of eased off and the pain points eased off. But I'm still feeling pressure, like a pain thing here, pretty much for me. I just felt like they were just preparing me for this, what this dream was revealing. In the dream, I am um, in this house and it's got a whole panorama view, like window panoramic of everything. And I can see a mountain with the waterfall flowing over it and fire on the edges. And all of a sudden the, it's almost like a dam burst and this like, flood of water starts coming over the mountain and as it's coming over the mountain it breaks it open so it's like purple majesty it's like it, it opened up the mountain and and it put out the fires and as the water's coming down uh, I'm like oh is it going to wash away my house <laughs> so a waterfall is a symbolic of consciousness and also of grace it also represents a river represents humanity so it's like this this book that I'm putting out is, it's gonna be a waterfall of grace for humanity to, to ride upon. So a waterfall coming over a mountain is like a sacred door. And it's also showing me that this movement was gonna move me out of my house, meaning it's gonna force me out into the world. You know, like I'm gonna have to be out there with this book. So I think today's thing with me was like preparing me. 
to be more in the flow, be able to receive better. Anyway, that was my experience today. It's interesting because my um, old way of making things work was always putting myself out there, being out in the world and engaging with people. And now I'm not feeling that way. I'm feeling to kind of withdraw and be like, let them come to me kind of way instead of going out there. And that's how I see like writing and um, doing videos, like just sharing more of what brings me joy and ease. Mm -hmm out there into the world. And I can definitely see like that same kind of energy of, um, you know, the floodgates. And I just showed y'all that that's what I was painting yesterday. I painted two rivers coming together into waterfalls and kind of um, definitely poetic because that's the overall message that I've had on my heart for the past, well, for forever, but this past year in particular with all these conversations that caused so much division and not even realizing how like conversations over unity or even creating more division. It's like this blending of coming together um, is definitely a, a big part of my intention with everything that I do. Instead of picking a side, it's the bringing together. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of neat that that's where my mind went to bring not just one waterfall, because I was interested in just playing around with the dynamics of what it would be like to paint a waterfall. But then I thought, how about I bring in two and have them meet and come together and then have this cliff. And yeah, the rest is there painted on the side of a bee box. And that's nice. <laughs> it's nice and the color, I like the color. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty pleased with it. I'm. Yeah, I could, I'm sure everybody feels like they could pick apart their own work to no oh, end. God. There's you have so many no different idea. ways I can show you how amateur that painting is. But overall, I'm pretty impressed with, you know, I have, I'm sure I've said this to y'all before, but I'm pretty certain that's like 90% of being an artist is just being willing to put it out there and have it look however it looks. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Something I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning how to just be graceful with myself as well. But then, you know, not be contempt or complacent where it's like, oh, there's no room for improvement. There's obviously room for improvement, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't keep doing what I'm doing. And well, how do you learn improve? As I go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And my husband really likes the whole idea of videoing me doing art. Like he thinks there's real value in that. And of course, I don't feel like I have any kind of knowledge or experience to teach anybody art when I'm used to making videos about teaching people stuff. Um, but he's interested in just setting up like the GoPro camera and watching me just create stuff. And I can see there being some value in that too. Even just giving people permission to do it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing for people yeah. is they feel like I don't have one iota of talent and I can't do it. And just to see someone say, well, I don't have any talent or I don't feel like I have talent, but look at, I'm doing it, you know? Exactly. And look what's coming through me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even in my, my dream, the energy was coming to me. I wasn't going to it. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> Tis the way. Yes. It's kind of the trick. First you learn how to go get it. Then you learn how to let it come to you. I think much prefer the second way, which is the best way. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Like just thinking about going oh. for it. I'm like exhausted. Just even thinking yeah. of it. I get what you're saying. I would love to really get it. Uh, 
I am so focused in particularly in the summer on, on certain things that are um, work intensive. And yet there is that aspect of marrying the work intensive and letting it come to me. I mean, even if I had no urgency to, to, to do these things, but they needed, but they were going to get done, you'd still be working because they're, they're things that, that have to be put together. Right. Um, so for me, it's, it's a very interesting balance because uh, both of us are very heavily tilted on the work end. We're not exactly a fun couple uh, for most people's standards. Yeah, my husband and I are not very much fun either. <laughs> I mean, we have lots of fun. Let me tell you, we have more fun than anybody else. <laughs> I totally agree. We, we have a lot of laughs, like a lot of laughs. And mm -hmm. to think that people don't laugh within their house and en enjoy each other. Oh. And I think that if you're inspired to take the action or you see the work that has to go in to manifest the, the end product that, that is on the other side, like the B boxes aren't going to paint themselves, no matter how many lovely images I have in my mind, at some point I have to get into action and um, actually execute it and allow it to, to come through. And it's a, I think a, there, it is a marriage and a dance and a balance between having that inspiration to create um, and allow something to come through you versus this, I have to do in order to get, or the, the intention behind it, I think makes a big difference. So I still, uh -huh. on most days, wake up early and stay up mm -hmm. late and create as much as I can day in and day out. But it's so different mm -hmm. than trying to make something happen or doing that, because I believe that if I don't do it, everything's going to fall through my fingertips and all is going to be lost like knowing that the action that I take is the action that makes my heart sing and creates the life that I want to experience and fine tuning what of those actions I'm doing because I hold a belief that it's a necessary thing that I'm going to get something on a certain timeline if I do or don't do something. I think that's the right, ongoing right. refinement that I use in figuring out that flowing towards and running after kind of uh, differentiate differentiation right. discernment. So if there's yeah. nothing like some inspired action and in creating something that you poured yourself into and put a lot of hours into. If you would like to be part of the global solution for innovative quantum changes, please join us at the Christ World Healing Circle, where we collectively perform quantum mediation for global ascension as training for the Dragonheart Council of Light. Go to ChristCoast.com under the World Services menu tab to register.